Hello, hello, hello. My name is Latasha Annan, and I am a consultant with Qual Assurance Healthcare Solutions. Today, I'd like to enlighten you about starting your own delegating nurse consulting business. Delegating nursing, exactly what is that? A delegating nurse is responsible for the clinical oversight of residents in an assistant living setting. This does include medication management. There is total flexibility and independence in having your own consulting business. And guess what? You can start one with less than $500. Yes, you heard it right, $500. No more punching in and out, no more long, boring meetings, no more trying to come up with excuses why you can't come to work when you typically have family business to take care of. No more of that. So what's your first step, you ask? Find a delegating nurse course that's starting real soon. The Maryland Board of Nursing has approved 11 vendors all over Maryland um, to teach the, the, the course. You'll typically find them at community colleges, American Red Cross has one, and the Beacon Institute. Usually it's every three months. CCBC Essex has one starting next month, November. So call as soon as you can, register so you can get the information that you need. And it's only a 16-hour course, and then you're done. How awesome is that? Now, I must say, you learn a tremendous amount of information in this class, and you leave with a huge binder and lots and lots of questions. But that's why I'm here. I am here to provide you with clarity on how you can get your business started. Many of the delegating nurses are, let's say, mature. So it's time for a new generation of nurses to step in. So I encourage you to find a class, register, and get your delegating nurse consulting business started today. For further information about delegating nursing, please visit www.delegatingnursepreneur.com. Until next time. This is Latasha with Qualisure Healthcare Solutions. And for all my delegating nurses who are in the process or getting ready to negotiate those contracts, I wanted to talk about some items that you might want to consider putting in your contract. Again, these are just some recommendations, some suggestions. But because it's your business, you can do as you will. So make sure that you have those comprehensive assessments in there, your 45-day assessment, an interim assessment. What I call an interim assessment is when I have to assess a resident in between a comprehensive and a 45-day. Maybe it's a sick um, assessment. Maybe they're not doing well and I need to assess the resident. Or maybe they're in a community and need to return to the home, but the assistant living manager or the owner wants me to assess that resident prior to coming back to the home to make sure that they are still um, appropriate for the home. In services and training, service plans, healthcare practitioner form completion, quality assurance meeting, which has to be done every six months, among the assistant living manager, the delegated nurse, and the pharmacist. Of course, teaching that med tech class, whether it's the initial or the clinical update, 
doing medication test observations on new med techs that come into the home, assessments for residents that administer their home med- their own medications, sorry, consultations with PT, OT, home health, pharmacist, family, all of that. You need to charge for that. Um, so two other important components that you need to have in it is how long is this contract for? Is this for three months, six months, nine months, one year? Because um, oftentimes you may take over a home and things may, may or may not be presented as how they really are. So you might need to re- renegotiate that contract at some point. And also the fact that you want to be paid at the time of service. Make sure that is in your contract. All right, guys. So I didn't want to take too much of your time just throwing out some items that you uh, uh, should have in your contract. So as you begin your journey on building up your own delegating nurse consulting business, good luck to all of you. Um, These are just a few items that you want to put in your contract. So get started. That way you can adjust as you go forth um, and know your work. Do not let anybody lowball you, especially, you know, you know you've been a nurse for X amount of years. You know your assessment skills are on point. You know what you bring to the table. So get your prices together and, and move forward and be confident. And if someone can't take your prices and they say, oh, no, that's too much, then you think, is it really fair? And if it's fair and if they can't accept it, then you move on. So until next time, guys. Hey guys, this is Latasha Annan with Quality Assurance Healthcare Solutions, and today I wanted to talk to you about readmission of a resident. So a resident should be reassessed by the delegating nurse within 48 hours of returning to the assistant living home, whether that um, return is from a hospitalization or a 15-day or greater stay in a skilled nursing facility. Now, that 48-hour assessment window also applies to um, a resident when there has been a significant change in their mental or physical state. Now, if you as the delegating nurse determine that a full assessment or a comprehensive assessment is not required within that 48-hour window, you need to make sure that you document your determination and your reasons why in the resident's chart. And then at that point, a resident would need to be uh, reassessed or a full assessment would need to be done within seven days versus the 48-hour window. So when a resident returns to the home, what do I look at? Um, I often request that I get a copy of the healthcare practitioner form faxed to me as well as the discharge summary, whether it be from the hospital or the skilled nursing facility. That way I can review the documents prior to the resident coming into the home so that I can make sure that the resident has gotten a PPD or a chest x-ray and we have confirmation that the resident is free from TB. Uh, maybe that resident has a wound or oxygen or a diabetic, so I would um, review those documents to make sure that we have appropriate orders. Same thing for a Foley, a splint, or a brace. Um, I also look at the medications. So maybe that resident now has orders for an enema or eye drops or um, finger sticks, um, 
So I make sure that the med techs are able to um, to administer those medications or do that scale prior to the resident coming into the home. Maybe I, at, that, at, at one given point, I don't have a resident that requires finger sticks, but this new, this readmission that's coming back now requires finger sticks for X amount of days or whatever, for whatever reason. So I do provide education to the med techs um, if needed and as needed based on the resident's condition. I also like to anticipate the needs of the residents. So um, maybe they require a longer bed or a trapeze um, based on their new condition, a specialty mattress because they are at higher risk um, for pressure ulcers than they were before they left the house. Or maybe they now have a wound after being in a skilled nursing facility for um, two weeks or um, coming back to the home from a hospitalization and they have a wound. I might want to order a specialty mattress for them. Maybe there was a diet change um, and they now require pureed or thickened liquids. I uh, make sure that the home has the appropriate appliance and is able to um, competently uh, make the puree meals and make sure that they know the ramifications behind um, giving thickened liquids. So um, that's just um, some things that I look at in a nutshell. Um, hopefully that information was helpful to you guys. Um, use the call-in option to um, let us know what it is that you look at when a resident is being readmitted to your home. We're waiting.